ready to stop spinning your wheels and start moving your business forward, you're in the right place. On each episode of Accelerate to Achieve, we'll discuss a crucial step in the journey, offering tips and advice that you can apply immediately within your own company. From financial management to customer success to digital transformation, we'll cover it all while providing leadership lessons from top industry insiders. In just 15 minutes, you'll be inspired to build momentum through action and achieve incredible results. Welcome to Accelerate to Achieve, the podcast that moves you from question to answer and idea to execution. Hello, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Accelerate to Achieve podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Walter, the founder of Perils Advisory. Now, for the first time in our podcast history, we'll be running a two-part discussion with our guest. There's so much to discuss and offer, and I want to ensure we play by our own rules, that we're going to cover these two separate and critical topics that support each other. So let's jump straight into our first episode. Our guest today is both inspiring and brings genuine passion in all she does. Now we're joined by Maria Ross, and she is the founder of brand consultancy, Red Slice. She believes cash flow, creativity, and compassion are not mutually exclusive. Maria advises entrepreneurs and fast-growth businesses on building irresistible brand stories and messaging to better connect with their customers. She's the author of multiple books, including her most recent work, The Empathy Edge, and she understands the power of empathy on the brand and personal level. Having appeared in and written for numerous media outlets, such as Forbes, MSNBC, and The Huffington Post, she has shared her own personal journey to inspire others. Maria, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Ryan. Now, for this first episode, I was interested in diving more into the topic of empathy and just the importance and impact it has. So to begin, can you frame, particularly for you, what empathy is, what it means, because so many view it differently? Exactly. And, you know, especially when we talk about empathy in the context of business, that can be a real, real interesting puzzle for people. But empathy is really about perspective taking. It's about trying to see things from another person's point of view and where appropriate, feel what they're feeling. But, you know, you don't always always have to have the feeling aspect of empathy to be able to have cognitive empathy and try to understand things from another person's point of view. But further using that information to then act to then to then make a decision even if it's a tough business decision and um, you know in researching my book the empathy edge I was really delighted to find so much research and data out there that proved that empathy was not just good for society it was great for business and the many ways that it enhances leadership culture and brand advantage for a company and for individual leaders so if we step back just a little bit and take a big picture, um, and you kind of touched on it a bit, that it's important both kind of on business and personal. Is there sort of a difference in what it means if we look at it from a business perspective versus a personal one? I think not quite, because I think what happens is people shy away from empathy in the workplace, or at least, you know, leaders who have have clung to outdated models of leadership and culture, they tend to shy away from it thinking it's too over emotional. It's too like, let it all hang out there, right? And that's the good news is that empathy has two sides to it. It's 
uh, cognitive empathy, as I mentioned, which is really just about perspective taking and information gathering. It's getting out of your own agenda and your own head to see the world through the eyes of the person you're talking to, the eyes of your employee, the eyes of your customer, and then using that information to then take action or communicate in a certain way or you know, deliver a certain type of value. Um, emotional empathy is where you really connect with someone at an emotional level where you're feeling what they're feeling, but you don't always have to have that in the business context. Often cognitive empathy can lead to emotional empathy, but it doesn't have to. So I, I speak to a lot of CEOs and executives who sort of breathe a sigh of relief when you tell them that, you know, empathy in the workplace is not sitting there crying with your employees on the floor, or it's not, you know, it's not even just being nice. It's not even caving in to crazy demands. It's literally a method of information gathering and perspective taking. And when you frame it like that, it's a little bit easier for business leaders to digest and want to know more about. You know, it's interesting. We often hear about, I think in almost anything we talk about, the need to change our point of view. Um, and so it's funny in many ways how, you know, what you said, I think just ties into that broader point. And we see it a kind of across the board in almost anything we do where, you know, our point of view can potentially uh, lead us to not see the full picture or understand mm -hmm. where others are coming from. So I, I think it's really interesting how you kind of frame that there. Yeah. And also, you know, where, where it really comes to fruition is that you use that information to take action. And again, that action is not necessarily giving somebody what they want, which is again, another myth that people have about empathy. It's understanding, okay, I, I see you and I hear you and I value your perspective and I understand how you got to where you got to. And you have several choices then, right? It, it might be, okay, well, we still need to make this business decision, but maybe I can communicate it better. Maybe I can provide more support for you. I often talk about the fact that one of my most empathetic managers was someone who had to lay off the entire marketing team. So not a business decision we were, we were down with, but the way he did it was with empathy. So he provided all the support, the way that he communicated, the way that he, you know, was there for us. And this is not someone who is a, you know, shrinking violet leader. This is someone who has built and bought and sold companies over the years. And so I think it's, it's really just about understanding that when you acknowledge and you listen and you hear someone else's point of view, that goes a long way. Even when you have to deliver a tough decision, if someone knows they've at least been heard, and they know that you're taking that in and that you really do understand their point of view, your action might have to be at the end of the day, you know, I, I totally get it, Ryan. I know this is something you really don't want. Um, how can I make this, how can I make this situation that has to happen better for you? What do you need in this moment? And that can go a long way to making even tough business decisions easier on people. And that's where you gain loyalty as a leader. That's when, you know, especially if you're delivering news, a customer doesn't want to hear, for example, you know, you can do it in such a way where the customer still walks away with a positive impression of your brand and your company, even though they quote unquote, didn't get what they wanted. You know, I think a lot of what you just mentioned there is a really good tie in to your most recent publication, The Empathy Edge. Could you just fill us in a little bit on what either inspired you or drove you um, to write? And perhaps, you know, for those who are, you know, looking to read it, you know, what, what should they expect to take out of it? <laughs> well, I, I, several years ago, I was sort of afraid and shocked by a lot of negative leadership behavior all around us. And 
um, there were a lot of scandals, you know, from DC to Hollywood, from Silicon Valley to Wall Street. And I was left, uh, I was left really helpless and hopeless about it because at the time my son was two and a half years old and I was trying to teach him values like collaboration and empathy. And it felt a little futile, like why bother if this is how people find success? And so I sort of challenged myself to start researching and, and dig into the data and say, well, well, where are successful people putting empathy into action? Like we need to shine a light on these models so that we redefine success for people and show people that you can be compassionate and competitive. You can be market leading and kind, you know, that, that the two coexist, they're not mutually exclusive. And so I was delighted to find so much data and so much research and so many examples of, of leaders, both large brands, we all know, you know, Salesforce, REI, uh, Airbnb, but then also smaller companies and smaller brands just making an impact in their own markets and their own communities and doing it intentionally, whether it was how they led their teams or what they put in place to be more customer centric. And those are the models we need to hold up and say, you know, the, this is a way that you can find success. It doesn't have to be, you know, park your humanity at the door of the office every day. It doesn't have to be, you know, stab everyone in the back to get ahead. There's actually a lot of models out there of, of companies that are quite frankly killing it. <laughs> and they're doing it because they're being empathetic, not in spite of it. So you started touching on it. And I think... Um... By alluding to it, I'd love you to dive more into perhaps some of the practical research or results that mm -hmm. support this, because this just isn't your opinion and just some right. stuff you've read. There's some real evidence behind this. Absolutely. Well, and I divided the book, as you know, into three sections, talking about empathy at the individual leadership level and all the benefits there. Empathy from a culture perspective, when you build an empathetic culture, what are the benefits to the organization? And then finally, how that translates into an empathetic brand. And so, um, for example, empathetic leaders enjoy more loyalty, more engagement. Um, there was one study just recently, so it was came out after I wrote the book, that talked about, I think it's from Greater Good or the Center for Creative Leadership, I can't recall which one, but they talked about the fact that um, managers who are rated as empathetic by their employees are also rated as higher performing by their managers. There's a, there's a correlation there. And so that's kind of interesting. The other aspect is, um, you know, people will often stay with an empathetic organization versus more than 80% are likely to leave an organization to go to a more empathetic organization. So you're talking about, you know, benefits such as when you employ empathy as a leader or as a culture, reduced turnover, um, better uh, retention of top talent, better attraction of top talent. Um, and in many cases, creating that engaged workforce that feels seen, heard, and valued has an impact externally on your customers. You know, we, we all kind of know the adage of happy employees equal happy customers. Well, there's data and it shows that an engaged, one study showed that an engaged workforce actually increases customer ratings by 10% and sales by 20%. Not to mention the fact that empathy is the number one trait of successful salespeople. So if you're a sales-driven organization, your salespeople, yes, they need to be ambitious. They need to be hustlers. Uh, you know, they have to marry that. But the ones that are empathetic often drive higher ASPs, 
for their sales. And because they're seen as a partner, not as somebody that is just trying to like give someone a script. They're able to be in the moment to assess where a person is, how the person's feeling, you know, what, what value are they interested in when I'm trying to sell them this product? So I'm kind of throwing out a bunch of random statistics there, but this is the thing. There's so many out there and they just continue to pour in, especially within the last year because of the pandemic. We have seen companies and leaders that have led with genuine empathy just win right now. And the market is paying attention. Customers are paying attention. Um, the future consumers of the world, Gen Z and millennials, they care about how you run your company and treat your employees, not just what your product does for them. And they will vote with their wallets on if they want to support your business or not. So this is one of those things where, you know, companies and leaders that ignore this shift are doing it at their own financial peril. Like there's a very bottom line reason for them to care about empathy right now, <laughs> which I'm, which I'm totally okay with because it's about, you know, sometimes we need selfish reasons to adopt new behaviors. And if people can see that adopting empathy as a leader and a culture and a brand will help their company and them personally succeed, we still get them to adopt empathy. And just as a side note, I personally have seen leaders transformed from the outside in because they may have initially done something for selfish reasons or good optics. Once you get people to empathy, they sort of can't go back. They can't unsee. Well, Maria, I think uh, beyond just the businesses and how they get to the result, sometimes even as parents, we're happy as long as we get to the result we need, even yep. if it was through a selfish or uh, <laughs> true of heart reason, it's, Amen. It's, it's about getting there. So yeah, yeah. You know, as, as we wrap up this first episode, I'd love to get, you know, your tips and advice for someone who has heard what you said, loves it. Obviously, this is a big topic. You have wrote a whole book on it, which probably just scratches the surface of it, too. So where do they start on this journey? Someone who's kind of feeling lost and is like, where do I go to begin? Yeah, I think it starts with you, which is why I started the, the book out with talking about how to strengthen your own empathy as an individual and as a leader, because you create that model. And as you, you strengthen your own empathy, you will find success. You'll reap all the rewards that the data show. And people will look at you and say, oh, wow, I, I, you know, I like the way Ryan operates. How does he do that? I want to find success that way. So, you know, it doesn't have to be some, I, I was just on a podcast the other day and it was like talking about, it just, it doesn't have to be a decree from on high from the CEO. You can start within your own sphere of influence and two great places to start are number one, to practice presence, get your own house in order to make room in your, in your mind and, you know, your heart for taking on another person's perspective. If you go into situations immersed in your own insecurities, your own agendas, your own you know, uh, fears, there's no room there to, to actually sit back and be able to listen and be able to hear someone and see another point of view and not take it personally, not get defensive. So really focusing on practicing presence before you go into difficult meetings or high stakes meetings, that could be taking a few really deep breaths to engage your parasympathetic system. It could be, um, you know, for some people it's jogging, some people it's knitting, some people it's yoga and mindfulness experts say you only need 10 minutes a day to just get yourself grounded. Right. And that 10 minutes will make the rest of your, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours 
go a lot more smoothly. The second is to really get curious. When you find yourself in that interaction of disagreement or that tense situation where it's it's really heightened anxiety um, and you know, you're in that fight, flight, or flee, <laughs> whatever it is, fight, flight, or freeze mode, um, it really helps to just calm yourself down for a second and just take an inquisitive mind. You know, why do you feel that way? Tell me more about that plan. Tell me what you think success means. What, how do you see us getting to success? When you, when you do that, you not only calm yourself down, you calm the other, other person down. Now they feel heard. Now you're both in a position where you can find common ground and move forward. So it is kind of like a magic wand. It's kind of a Jedi mind trick of being able to really get curious with people so that you know when you get curious, they will tell you their point of view. They will tell you their perspective if you listen. And you, and you hear them. So those are really the two places I would start is, is practicing presence for yourself and grounding yourself and also making a point to get more curious, especially when you're in tough situations or in situations of disagreement. And it will completely change the interaction for you, I guarantee. Well, thank you very much. And I can't thank you enough for being on the episode today. For those interested in purchasing the book, where can they go and find it? Well, they can find me at my main hub, which is red-slice.com. And they can also go to theempathyedge.com and find the book and the podcast. Well, thank you again for joining. It was great having you on and we look forward to uh, catching you on part two. Thanks. I'd also like to thank everyone for listening. In part two, we'll be diving deeper into the importance of building your brand and how doing so in an authentic and proactive way to make all the difference. Now, until then, I'm Ryan Walter, and remember that solving your biggest business problems begins when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more. At Parallels Advisory, our focus is your business's future. Having the right insight, experience, and perspective makes all the difference when tackling far-reaching issues within your company. We are here to simplify the steps, unlock your potential, and move you forward making your vision a reality. We've helped startups achieve massive growth, mid-sized businesses navigate digital transformation, and enterprises embrace innovation. Wondering how to jumpstart your business and move it forward? Contact us to discuss your audacious goals during a complimentary consultation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Accelerate to Achieve. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen. Got a question? feedback on the program or interested in being a guest, simply go to perils.co forward slash A2A podcast and send us a message. To learn more about our work or to book a consultation, visit us at perils.co forward slash contact. Until next time, remember that solving your biggest business problems begin when you decide to accelerate your approach and achieve more.